0: Welcome to another edition of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast. If you're a regular listener, you'll know by now that I'm Kev and I've got the voice of Luton Town, Simon Pitts, along with us. And we've actually got a really very special guest with us on this episode. If you're a Luton fan of the last 10, 15 years and you've been to Kenilworth Road regularly, you will undoubtedly have left with the chance of there's only one Mark Tyler ringing through your ears. And we are delighted to have the man himself with us. Mark, thanks for giving up your time. We really appreciate that.
1: No problem, good evening Simon. how are you? Are you well?
0: Yeah, good very good. well Thanks Kevin Excellent um, Before we get stuck into uh, the meat and potatoes of your looting career Mark, how's lockdown been for you?
2: Um, not too bad um, Enjoying the weather Because obviously it's been very good um, Just last probably three or four weeks I've just started playing golf quite regularly So that's not too bad just to get out of the house um, But I've done loads of jobs around the house, you know I mean? It's, which I'll do in our summer break anyway. So it's, I've done it a couple of months early. So I've just been painting, decorating and painting the garden fence and just doing odd jobs around the house. And, uh, but my wife Cindy and my daughter Mara have been um, working from home. So it's been quite a nice family time. And you know I mean, we have going out for walks and stuff just to get the fresh air and the change the scenery, but touch with it, it hasn't been too bad. Excellent, good to hear
0: uh, we're going to come on to sort of Peterborough and where you are now and everything um, near the end of the podcast but probably just worth reflecting on obviously the championship seasons about to resume but the league one season isn't that must be a real disappointment
2: yeah our chairman fought really hard to um, to get the season played out um, it, it's frustrating because you see obviously in Germany how they've done it and uh, it's Obviously, it's going really well. Obviously, the Premiership is starting this week and the Championship as well. You know, what I mean, it was just a bit frustrating where, um, we was on a good run. We just won seven out of nine and we had a favourable run in. So it was, we had five at home and four away and the five at home were against teams below us. So it was, we fancied our chances to get automatic. So it was, um, and it was going because obviously we had a good squad and the boys were, there are training every day um, in lockdown as well so it, it was it was hard to take but you know I mean you have to move on um, we're already plan- uh, planning for next year so um, so fingers crossed obviously there's obviously the football world is going to be um, it'll struggle for a little while and I think that it'll take a couple of seasons just to get back to how it used to be but I mean we've got good owners we've got um, three good owners and obviously they will put the club first and make sure that um, we survive and have a promotion push next season You've obviously got a goalkeeping
1: role now at Peterborough Mark but the story started coming from Peterborough to Luton Town um, back in uh, the summer of 2009 wasn't it?
2: Yeah um, you know I mean obviously Mick we've been on my case quite a bit you know what I mean and and uh, he, he, he contacted me a few times in 2008 um, because obviously I was on loan at uh, Berry as well so obviously he'd come down here and played and uh, when obviously all the financial stuff was hit hit the club you know what I mean so um, but it was too good an opportunity. Was, I could still live at home um, we had a, well there's a basis of a good squad there and uh, you know what I mean yes I had to drop out of the league but you know what I mean I did envisaged that we'd get up quite sooner than the five years it took us you know what I mean so you could say it was a gamble but I knew how big the club it was anyway so um, it, it wasn't a backward step for me.
1: And for yourself personally I mean you've been at Peterborough I think over 15 years and over 400 appearances for them as you said you'd, you'd been out on loan during that season so after such a long time with one club was it a case of a change and you talked about dropping down into non-league I mean that's a big uh, change for you
2: yeah obviously the conference was uh, it's a hard league anyway at the best of times you know I mean uh, I knew the size of the club the size of the fan base um, so it wasn't a backward step like I said before uh, for me um, and plus it it was not. It was a number one position where I played throughout my career. I hated being number two and not being in the squad. Obviously, to the latter part of me, kind uh, con- of uh, me, me, uh, fever of career. Um, I've always played. I've always been number one. Um, I'm selfish in that way, and that's why I, I come I come to Luton. And I knew I was going to be number one, and um, I was going to play.
1: You mentioned obviously Mick had been contacting you throughout. Perhaps a little unfortunate, then within a few months of you arriving, he, he left the club. I mean, how did that
2: make you feel at the time? Yeah, I was gutted because obviously we've built a, we have a good squad with Nico and uh, Kev Gowan and Tom Crowley and people like that. Um, so they're all Football League players. And obviously, Mick, Mick's Mick is a legend anyway. And uh, obviously, I've seen him with. bit. Uh, Come back, and uh, he's done really well. And obviously, uh, he's been in background when I was there. But yeah, it was it, it was going because obviously um, you didn't know who was going to come in, and uh, you know, I mean, take the club forward. And, and uh, for me, as long as I was playing, you know, what I mean, I, I don't mind who the manager is. As long as I've got to show, yes, you've got to show the, the new manager how good you are, and you got to make, uh, like I said, I have to make that position my own. Um, so yeah. It was a bit gut wrenching, but you know, I mean, you just have to go on with it. It's, it's part and parcel of football, and you have to obviously impress the next uh, manager.
1: Uh, the next manager to come in was Richard Money. Um, I heard rumour that during his first meeting with the players, all he seemed to talk about was his appearance for Liverpool in the European Cup final.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, Richard was great. He was he was a very good coach, and uh, he walked in the building, and yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he did mention the, the Liverpool thing quite a few times, um, but you know, I mean, he, you know, I mean, he got us to the playoff semifinals, and uh, obviously the two York games were disappointing. And uh, but he was he 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 had, he was really good. He can he coached really well, and um, for me, he he allowed me to do my stuff uh, off the pitch, i.e., in gym sessions and stuff like that, and recovery sessions. So. Um, but yeah, he was he was a good, he, I like Richard, he was, a good, uh, he was a good manager. You
0: mentioned the um, York semi-final defeat, I mean, that must have been a bit of a blow to take given that we were all sort of not confident, that, you know, not overconfident that we didn't belong in that league and sort of thing, but everyone kind of assumed that when we were in the playoffs we were going to go on and win them, get back up into the league at the first time of asking, so what kind of a blow was that? And, and afterwards, did you kind of think twice about staying? knowing that you could easily have played in the league?
2: Yeah, um, obviously it was a gut-wrench in the the, uh, the away game because obviously they scored late on. Richard Brody scored, who obviously was never a fan's favourite at Lewin. Um <laughs> And then obviously we come back and played in front of the crowd and it was such a great atmosphere. And uh, You know I mean? It was just disappointing because, yes, we expected to win, but obviously you have to make sure you do otherwise you do get egg on your face and in in theory that's what happened to us you know i mean we we didn't we didn't get to the final and uh you know i mean we we left um all disappointed but no i I had no qualms to stay you know i mean it was i was playing i was number one and uh obviously we knew that we knew that we had a season in in the conference and how hard it was and it just i mean for me it was just all about you know Playing games and uh, you know, I mean I had a good rapport with the, the fans in the club and I, I didn't want to be just a one club or one season one season wonder you know what I mean it was that's, I've never been like that uh, maybe if I wasn't playing it might have been a different story but because I was playing you know what I mean I wanted to get Lou back into the football league
0: and this is a period that the clubs kind of going through managers like a revolving door really aren't we and uh, the following season Richard goes Gary Bradman takes over. And and we're back in the playoffs again, aren't we? Um, Wrexham this time, rather than York. And after a really good first leg, won that first leg 3-0 away, there were just signs that it might have been going a bit pear-shaped in the home leg, wasn't there? They were 1-0 up early doors, get a penalty.
2: Yeah.
0: What are your thoughts when you're facing that?
2: To be fair, as a goalkeeper, you do your homework on penalties, you know what I mean? So I, I knew, in theory, which way he was going, and... Because it's such a pressure game, they always tend to, uh, pick their favourite side, you see. So, you know what I mean? And to be fair, he nearly squirmed in. It, it just luckily went past the post. So, um, yeah, the first leg is great. We, to be fair, we battered him 3-0. You know what I mean? We even pilk scored, you know what I mean? That was, that was a rarity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the second leg's always hard because, um, yeah, not in easy-ozy mode, you know I mean? It's just where, yes, you, it's a second leg of a playoff final, but you know I mean? You have to get up for the game still. You have to get the game, it's, it's nil-nil again, and you have to still do a job and make sure you win the game. And yeah, it was a bit nerve-wracking to start. We have obviously, I think the penalty turned the tide for us, and obviously we will
1: yeah, it certainly made a, a massive difference, as uh, Kevin said there. I mean, it could have gone horribly wrong, but um, it got us through to the, the final uh, against AFC Wimbledon at Manchester City Stadium. But sadly, it was decided on penalties, wasn't it? I mean, your thoughts and memories from from that playoff final?
2: Well, it, it was frustrating because Wimbledon never scored a goal against us that year, you know what I mean? And, and that was the most frustrating thing. Um, the final, I think... Um, I think Jason had a Jason Walker had a good chance right near the end and uh I think it could have been a I think it could have been a penalty and obviously the ref never gave it and then obviously uh the penalty shirt out didn't obviously go our way. Um I think it's Danny Kedwell scored I think Kedwell scored a winner, yeah. So um that, that it's a lottery penalty, you know what I mean? It could go either way and you just have, have to have a bit of luck and uh unfortunately we, we didn't obviously we took another well, thousands of fans again you know what I mean it was in uh, at Manchester you know what I mean it was there was a dispute about why it was in Manchester and stuff like that um, but um, don't get me wrong it was a good final you know what I mean um, but yeah we just come on outside the wrong um, wrong result
1: and it was the following season you made your 100th appearance for the club I don't know if you remember it, Darlington in a 2-0 victory so a- a clean sheet to uh, to go with that as well. I mean, do the landmarks like that mean anything to you at the time or looking back on them?
2: Oh, um, yeah, you know what I mean, um, don't get me wrong, I'd have been happy if I just played one professional football. You know, what I mean, it was my dream to play professional football, but to play the amount of games I have, then, you know, what I mean, I'm, I am privileged to do it. You know what I mean, I've worked hard for it, but um, I've never been one to gloat about. Uh, landmarks, but yeah, of course it's nice. It's nice to, even, even clean sheets, you know what I mean? I was, I was happy you know, to go, or go on to, even when we've got the record, you know what I mean? I was, I was delighted, you know what I mean? It's just, I remember the game when it was, it was hideaway Away, yeah. um, but yeah, yes, it, you know what I mean? I'm, I like, to, I, I, it just shows how fit and, um, and how I look after myself and stuff like that. So yeah, they do, I do mean a little
1: bit yeah and coincidentally Darlington in the same season away from home gets a mention because um, you made another uh, vital penalty save right at the end of the game in that one I think they taken the lead from a penalty with about four minutes to go we'd equalised in the 90th minute yeah. and then they got another penalty about five minutes into injury time didn't they? Yeah I
2: nearly got um, wrong off the FA because obviously I made a comment in the press about the referee <laughs> um, I said that he was trying to give him the game and I uh, I like slept on the wrist that yeah, that was um, that was quite funny yeah yeah I remember the game it was it was up and down and you know what I mean and obviously I think we had a fair few chances where we just it, just, it was one of them nights it was a Tuesday night wasn't it yeah
1: it was midweek uh,
2: yeah yeah so it was one of them nights they think oh this is going to be a, a like, long night because obviously we keep missing chances we one nil down and obviously we scored and, got, and obviously they get a penalty right at the end I was thinking oh it is You know what I mean? The refs, don't get me wrong, the refs uh, at that time were okay. You know what I mean? It was frustrating coming from Football League referees to conference referees. There is a difference in standard. But um, yeah, I remember getting held off a couple of weeks later. (laughs) Slept on the wrist from the FA. (laughs) Uh,
0: The manager merry-go-round kind of continued a few weeks later, didn't it? Yeah. Paul Buckle comes in. We have that, that really kind of, well, I suppose the, the phrase these days manager bounce, isn't it? And uh, we had that, that week, didn't we, towards the end of the season where we got a result at Gateshead and then had to go to Fleetwood on the last day in yeah. front of the team cameras, get a result, get into the playoffs. Where, funnily enough, Wrexham again in the semifinals. We've done another decent enough job on them. And then it's our old nemesis, York, in the final, isn't it? And you've just mentioned yeah. about referees and officials and,
2: well, they, they took over that day. Yeah, um to be fair we had a good cup run under Bucks as well. Um but yeah the play playoff semi finals, yeah, Wrexham again and obviously to be fair we we not been big headed or much. So I think we cruised them two games and got to the final and obviously we had a great start, we on great scoring and um but yeah and obviously they scored just before half time and then Howard and however, never saw it. I still to this day I don't know how he can see it was offside and and that's what my point is I think when especially for the conference final it's such a big game for either club to get into the into the football league there should be they should have football league referees for that for them games Um, I'm not disrespecting the conference uh, referees but it's because it's such a big game there's so much there's quite a lot of money on it and, and stuff like that they should have they should have football league referees and officials for their own games. And, you know, hopefully, you know I mean? he won't get as many mistakes that he that obviously is the one that killed us uh, on that day it was just so blatant. Even looking back on the telly in the evening, it was like nice. he was two yards. He was might as well. He was probably behind me. That was how close he was. You know I mean, that's how, how much offside he was. So, yeah, that was disappointing. But my all-time memory of that game was. Just walking out and just seeing that sea of orange everywhere—it was so good. And I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. I mean, even though we, uh, they saved, we clapped, them, it was uh, unbelievable. We could, we could feel it like probably twice over as well That's that a shame that we couldn't get more people in.
1: I mean, the memories of, of Wembley are great as a player and as a fan to be there, but losing and for the second year running in a playoff final is, is absolutely heartbreaking, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it was. Um, it's tough to take especially at Wembley you know what I mean it was such a big occasion you know we took over 30,000 uh, you know fans and you know what I mean it was we got such a good start as well with, like I said Andre's scoring, and then to be fair we, we were riding our luck towards the first half uh to the end of the first half sorry and then um, obviously I can't remember who uh, scored from the edge of the box um, to the top corner and then to be fair, I think we, we actually did better in the second half, we, but we just couldn't, we just couldn't score. And then obviously the, the goal and the offside goal sort of changed things. And, and we were still, obviously we were chasing the game, but they weren't really having much effect on my goal. I mean, I was virtually a spectator most of the second half. So it, it was going. Um, you know what I mean? But like I said, you can take positives away from it, especially I, I do anyway. Like, I've played at both Wembley's now. And um Obviously, the thirty thousand pounds was unbelievable when you walked out. and you know, I mean, it's it is a privilege to play at these places.
1: You touched on it a few moments ago. You mentioned the cut run under Paul Buckle. I mean, to be fair, that was probably. Well, for more reasons the one, it was the highlight of the season. It wasn't a great league season, 12-13. But, I mean, the cup run will obviously come on to the big game in a moment. But um, before that, beating Wolves at Kenilworth Road, uh, a 1-0 victory against a much higher level opposition, um, you know, that that was a
2: fantastic day uh, at the Kenny. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Law scored, didn't he? And uh, to be fair, Wolves were were struggling at the time. So it was, um, I think think the manager got set for week. After. And, uh, so yeah, we, the atmosphere is unbelievable, you know what I mean? It was, it was rocking and it was, it was a great game to play in. And obviously, one goal scored in, in the second half, it was, it was unbelievable, you know what I mean? And, uh, but we had two tough games. We had Dorchester as well, I remember that? We, had, we played them three times in about a week, that, that, yeah, it was as well. So, um, that, they were tough. Then the early part of the round was tough, you know what I mean? It was, Going there and winning, and but yeah, when you come back under the lights, you know, I mean, it was such a such a great game to play. Because we almost
1: hadn't got that far. A late goal from Scott Rendell against Nuneaton at home earned the replay yeah. in the
2: earlier rounds as well, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we had two replays. I remember that. Yeah, it was, it was a struggle because you, you don't because obviously we, everyone wants to beat us in the uh, in the earlier rounds because obviously we're the, we're the big club in the conference, and you know, I mean, we, we a lot of people. Say we don't deserve to be there, but you know, I mean, we were, we were doing okay at the time. And, uh, you know, I mean, so it was hard to, especially Dorchester, that they were in a nightmare game. So, you know, I mean, it was not a nice place to go to, but a ground out result. And, uh, you know, I mean, once you come back here in the third round against Wolves, which was like, in theory, we won the lottery because we played playing Wolves.
1: Well, won the lottery. You must have won a double jackpot then, because yeah. where other people, players are possibly thinking of the Man Uniteds, the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's, the Liverpool's, Mr. Mark Tyler's wanting Norwich away, no doubt. And what comes out of the draw? Yeah, it
2: was unbelievable, honestly. My phone went mental that night. Um, but yeah, that was. Do I thought Norwich done an absolute uh treat there put it 10 pound ticket for adults and five pound and it was the best thing they ever done it was a sellout yes they were struggling at the time but we took four was it four and a half thousand we took bands and yep. it was um i must have had three thousand family members there but <laughs> but yeah it was it was unbelievable atmosphere you know i mean it was brilliant yeah and the as build-up to it all i mean the
1: the preparation I think you went away to Ipswich for a few days um, to to sort of prepare
2: for a big game like that yeah we, we very fair, um, yeah we trained at Ipswich twice uh, on the Thursday and the Friday and then we stayed at Dunstan Hall which was nice and it uh, was we just outside the city where it, was quite, it was quite nice out of the way and uh, um, fair to the club for doing it you know what I mean um, you know we obviously might not going to go overnight on a Friday Um so, but yeah, it was a nice treat for us and uh, obviously it worked because
1: um, obviously we won the game. We'll come on to the game uh, in a moment, but um, I mean, going back to Carrow Road, for those that don't know, it was your boyhood club. You'd started there as a young lad. You'd watch Brian Gunn, your hero. I mean, what's the emotions to to take the field for Luton Town in a game like that, non-league against Premier League?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, in theory, we, we should never have won. Um but it's the FA Cup, it's the greatest competition, you know what I mean? Well, greatest cup competition, you know what I mean? It's anything that happens, you're sitting in the past with Sutton and commentary and uh, lower leagues and stuff like that. So it was, um, it was great, you know what I mean? I walked out and uh, obviously I had my wife there and uh, some family members and the mum and dad. Dad was actually sitting in the box behind me, which I didn't know. So, um, oh. he was with me, uh, brother-in-law. So, yeah, um, but yeah, it was brilliant. You know, what I mean, then one, you, you take it in, you walk, obviously you walk out and shake your hands, et etc. et cetera, But it was just, once I got the first touch, it was just head on game. You know what I mean? And then you have to forget about the emotion and, and try and win the game. And we did win the game. Obviously, Scott
1: scored late, but, uh, uh, in each half, I think you've made some outstanding saves. Um, first half, I think Simeon Jackson was cleaned through, and second half was it? I think Grant Holt with a header. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, to be fair, Grant Holt one was obviously they brought the big guns on. I think it was um, he come on, uh, Kevin Pilton, uh, Andy Pilton, sorry, and um, someone else come on the big, th- the big three come on. And we, to be fair, we defended unbelievable. Um, we had uh, obviously Janos and Snoop playing um, centre-half, uh, um, I can't move right back now, and we had uh, Mark, back. was playing left-back? I can't be now. Greg Taylor? Greg, Greg Taylor, yeah, that was it, yeah. Um, they were unbelievable in, in front of me, you know what I mean? And, uh, Three, the three subs Made such a great impact You know what I mean and Obviously they, they won us a game And they made the move And obviously uh, JJ's crossed it in And obviously Wrens has got in front Of Ryan Bennett And and, in and it was The atmosphere From the fans After that Was unbelievable
1: And you failed to mention A certain number nine For the other side That um, Perhaps more of a bit of a, More of a household uh, name Than he is Than he was uh, Then Yeah
2: he got you got Dragged at half time Yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it was and that's what I say to people, like it it because he's had so many loan loan uh loan teams, you know, what I mean yes, it's done him a lot, degree, yes he's a world class player now, you know what I mean. But these loan stints they do help and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. I don't think it went great in knowledge him, but he learned from the experience and also you look at him now, he's he's flying high and you know, he's captain of England, so he um Yeah, he's he's a top top pro and
0: top role model for for young kids. You mentioned, yeah, Luton fans going mad in that corner, Mark. I mean, at that time, you was probably the most popular player at the club. And I remember, in I remember in particular, like the Luton fans saved that chant for you at the end, didn't they? I mean, what was that like standing there, four and a half thousand Luton fans just Uh, seeing
2: it? It was brilliant. You know, I mean, it was. You just don't expect to win, you know what I mean, and uh, like the emotion of the day, you obviously I have all my family members there, and, uh, you know I mean, I was staying in Murrays that night as well, um, my cousin is uh, he's, on, hes one of the directors of Morrige as well, so I caught up with him afterwards and we had a drink and so we stayed at the hotel on the ground. Um, but yeah, it was, it was brilliant, the fans. Always. It doesn't matter where you go with Luton. Away fans, home fans, they're unbelievable. You know what I mean? They, they sing from start to finish. You know, you don't see them leaving after for 10, 15 minutes towards the end. They're there by the end. The will draw. And they give you a round of applause because you, they know how much that you, you play for the shirt. And you, you put in a load of hard work. Sometimes you win the game, sometimes you don't. But they still appreciate you.
0: And they say football never stops and never lets you sort of... Reminisce, does it? And we were straight back into the sort of grindstone with I think it was Grimsby away in the FA Trophy, wasn't it? Three days yeah. later, and must have been and a bit then, of a come down to earth sort of thing.
2: Yeah, and I think it was Barrow after that as well. I yeah, think. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was two long away trips, but yeah, we yeah that was a disappointing year that year. Um, we didn't even finish in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it is. That's not that's not good enough for a loom town side, so especially yes we had a good cut run but I, I would exchange that for winning promotion in the league
0: one thing that did happen towards the end of that season was yet another managerial change um, John Steele this time comes in and um,
2: takes over someone you'd worked under before yes he yeah, gave me my baby at Fever so when I was 17 and uh, he, he, I think he would admit that, it was, that job would come a little bit too early for him um, but he's such a great guy, uh, John, um, got a lot of time and respect for him. I mean, he gave me a debut and, um, yes, I only played three or four games under him, but, um, I've never, I was 17, so I'll, I'll never forget that way. And obviously when he come back here, so it is nice to see another familiar face and, uh, I knew how he worked. Um, obviously he's had his success. Getting out of the conference, and I think that's what Luton needed at the time. And uh only for me, he just he come in and he shook the whole place up. You know, what I mean, he got rid of some people that uh, some, they call it deadwood, but they got rid of some people we didn't want to be there. We were just there because they're getting a good wage. You know what I mean, they're in town and you've good players that have the experience and winning the conference. So yeah, it was, it was great to see him walk through as well.
0: And I mean, obviously, we'll touch on what happened the following season sort of shortly. But at the start of that season, was you more confident under John Steele than maybe the other seasons? I mean, he put together a, his own squad, hadn't he, by then, the likes of Scott Griffiths and players, Paul Benson, that he's worked on, they worked with before, have come in. Obviously, Dre's still up front. Were you more confident that that was going to be our season? Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, you know, I mean, he worked us hard in pre season. Um, Everyone knew what they expected of each uh, other. Like I knew what I expected from my right back, my left back, and centre half, and, and all throughout the team. Um, and yeah, it was a, a slow start, but you know, I mean, his his teams always have been like that. They start off slow and then gradually get the momentum going, and then they're flying by after Christmas. And, 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 and to be fair, exactly what happened to us. Um, but he he had a good team around him as well. You know what I mean? Had Hakan, had Terry, and obviously had Jeff Wood there as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's experienced head there, and um, they kept us all on, on our feet on the ground. You know what I mean, we never, like he said, we never got too high or too too low. You know what I mean? We we'll always have to stay the same when whistle floor and obviously. Like he says, you can't control the controllables. You know what I mean, that's his best saying, and it's true. He you can't, you can't control anyone. Else. You know what I mean, so um, but yeah, it was
1: great I mean, you must have heard all of those uh, phrases that John had far more than the fans uh, at all
2: the press conferences. I mean, he he'd got a whole collection of them, hadn't he? Yeah, definitely. He's, he even say, like, he says him in the team meetings and stuff like that. So you do have a little chuckle to yourself.
1: <laughs> and. Just one thing he did introduce the club that was a bit different was the huddle um, at the end of the matches. What was that like for the players to uh, to have that sort of so public appearance and obviously with the fans coming in being chosen each home game?
2: Yeah, that was that, I've never done that before. It was a it was a new thing on me. Um, but yeah, it was good. You know, what I mean, he yes, he'll say a few words in the change of room afterwards, but he he worked it on the pitch, and that's why then we obviously walk around the pitch and clap the fans because at the end of the day. They're there. They pay our wages. And, you know, I mean, we've given up all this. Yes. We, like I said, when Louis we draw it, They're still there. And, and that season, we really appreciated it. And obviously bringing the fans into the, into the other and They could hear what was going on. And uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a great touch by, uh, John. You know, I mean, um, like I said, it was something new that I've done and, uh, it, it worked really well. There
1: were certainly plenty of uh, stats to talk about come the end of the season, but one in November 2013, your 200th appearance for Luton Town. Um, No clean sheet this time, but it was quite a game. 4-3 at Tamworth. Do you recall that
2: one at all? Yeah, Yeah, it was on the slope, yeah. No, someone didn't score a hat-trick that game, was it? No.
1: I think there was a few long range efforts in that one, a couple of crackers from right.
2: what I recall. Yeah, that was right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good game, to be fair. Um, but that was the confidence we had in the team. You know I mean, if they scored three, we'd score four. You know I mean? We had, we had Benno, we had Andre, you know what I mean? Um, we had people in midfield that could score goals, you know, Smudge and, uh, Matty Robinson, people like that, you know what I mean? Uh, Guts, you know what I mean? So it was, it was, we were we always confident, uh, like winning the game. And uh, if like I said, if they we, we scored three, we would definitely score four. I mean, it was, it
0: was, it was, that's, that's how confident we were. And that season, we really caught fire over and around Christmas, didn't we? I mean, Alfreton got done for five on their patch, Kidderminster six on ours. But it's one game that always sticks out in most looting fans' memories New Year's Day, Barnet at home. <laughs> Must have been <laughs> an absolute nightmare for a goalkeeper.
2: Oh my, it was, that is the coldest I've ever been in a game. Normally I'm alright, because obviously I wear a short sleeve, you see, so um, I was so cold. And to be fair, Ronnie Henry done us such a favour that day. Obviously, we, we started off really well, we obviously got the two goals ahead and they scored. And then Ronnie just kept going to the referee and said, You do not call this game off. You do not call this game off. Because obviously we, you didn't want it obviously to be caught up. to be fair, it should have never been played in the first place. But he said but the referee sort of like quivered and said, As long as you play down the side, you'll be alright like that and I was thinking, I don't know. I couldn't mean, play just down the side, you know what I mean we'd we'll go through the center of the pitch sometimes, but we yeah, have It was in the referee's ear, given it you make sure you don't cancel this game, you do not postpone this. Um so yeah, that's yeah, like I said, the coldest I've ever ever been in that game.
0: I mean, you reference always playing in short sleeve shirts. Is it right that you actually cut the sleeves off if it was a long sleeve shirt, and you know, to make it short?
2: Yeah, yeah. I can't have anything on my forearms because, for instance, if it rains, they they either droop or just get heavy, and I'd rather just have bare skin and I wear a vest than that under my shirt. But um, I've always done it in my whole career. It's just a if, especially in the, in the summer as well, you know what I mean. You know, you have a long sleeve shirt. It's like you're sweating, and I prefer just to have like a, a, a t-shirt if you want. Yeah, I used to cut sleeves all the time.
0: I mean, uh, you mentioned about Ronnie going to the referee and not getting the game called off then, but a couple of weeks later, there was a pause in the game, wasn't there? And eaten eating at home when the heavens absolutely opened again. There's a massive thunderstorm. For some reason, Andre ran into the kennel then, but you all got yeah. led up the tunnel. I mean, there's just some
2: weird stuff going on that season. Yeah, I remember that. Andre was just such a girl running in, like <laughs> going, "Oh yeah, <me laughs> <it, me> head, <laughs> But yeah, that was a mental. Just because I said the heavens open, the hail come down, and yeah, it was uh, it was a mad it was a mad season. But like I said, it was, uh, it was a good season. There was
0: nothing stopping us that season. There was there. Wrexham got done for five. Hereford seven. Uh, it just kept on going. And then we went to the Abbey Stadium for, you know, the the big game, the game against Cambridge. I mean, what are your memories of that night? Yeah,
2: it was, uh, like I said, we took loads of fans again. And the atmosphere is, like I said, the atmosphere is always good. And to be fair, I always get a load of grief when I go there anyway, because I'll be an XP, bro. But um, I, I, it makes me laugh because they want me to react but all I do I just smile at them and it just makes them worse anyway but you know what I mean I just smile and just go yeah or, you know what I mean I get on with it and uh, it's just I've always had it and uh, but it makes me play better that's the thing like that's the worst thing if they didn't say anything then you know what I mean I'll just be normal but because they react and have a go at you and they just and I smile back it just makes me play better but yeah they're going great it always is okay Cambridge. I like playing kind of you know, like,
0: and obviously, you know, you you were facing the goal, weren't you, that the, the, the Luke fans were behind when Cully scored the equaliser? I mean, scenes there, just
2: like similar to Norwich, really. Yeah, oh, definitely. He just ran off behind the goal. And, you know what I mean? Um, and as I say, Cully was on fire as well at that time. And, um, and we had such a rare score and talent in our squad, you know what I mean? And it could be anyone, but, you know what I mean? Just to, for him, it was, a, it was a great goal from him. And obviously, behind the goal and just to the side of it it was pandemonium you know
0: it was just brilliant We've spoken to a couple of boys from uh, that season on other podcasts and asked them when it was that they sort of thought that was it promotion was secured was it as late in the season as that for you or was there a a game earlier in the season that you thought yeah Yeah, yeah."
2: for me there's Hereford away Uh, it's it's, we drew 0-0 it was the most dullest game ever but Andre Gray cleared two off the line from a corner from their corners because he was on the back post. And it obviously got me a clean sheet, uh which kept our little run going. But if people don't do their jobs, then we lose that game 2 0. You know what I mean? Just little things like that always sticks in my mind. Um and I thought, yeah, it's a tough place to go to. We drew 0-0. didn't play particularly well, but we ground it out and we moved on to the next one. And it kept our run going. And it's just little things like that. Um, obviously, around Christmas time, it was such an important, so important. Um, to keep, like, just keeping the momentum going, you win 1-0, brilliant. We move on to the next game. You might win 5-0. Like they said, we were fine at the time. But we just had that confidence that we were going to win every game. And uh, But that one always sticks out in the head, hair of the way.
0: And then we get towards the end of the season We get promotion Well we we miss out on promotion ourselves Don't we against Braintree And then we get promoted that week When Cambridge lose while we weren't playing And we go to Wellin And then on the bank holiday Monday The Easter Monday We're back home for the title celebrations That's five years of hard work for yourself Isn't it? And all the players I mean there must have been Well what was the
2: the overriding emotion? Was it relief? Was it joy? What was it? No I think it was joy for me You know what I mean? It was It was on such a I mean, we, scored, we ended up scoring 100 goals, we get get 100 points and stuff like that. So there was still, obviously, a game, I think it was only a couple of games to go, but um, it was great. Obviously, it was a bit of an anti climax because I was sitting at home with, with my wife and obviously, um, and we couple obviously watching me on Sky Sports News and it just comes out, oh, we're the champions. And you're thinking, no. Oh. Wish we could do it on the pitch and celebrate, but it was great going into the next game knowing that we won. I mean, we got promoted, and it was it was the Forest Green game was, was a brilliant atmosphere. Um, it was just packed in the To Be fair, Forest Green, they done well. And obviously, not bringing that many fans, so we could fill it, and obviously afterwards it was. Um, Great to get the trophy on the pitch and walk around um, on the pitch. You know, I mean, I had like Cindy and my wife there, and, um, cousins and my brothers. So it was, it, was a good, it was a good occasion. Great occasion for
1: the fans to celebrate. You mentioned it earlier five long years in the conference. I mean, it, it was relief, but it also it was um, the enjoyment of such an achievement, all the records that were being
2: broken during that year. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Like, yes, it was a relief, but for me, um, it was a, another promotion on my CV, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't, regardless, it's the conference. It's a, it's a promotion that I'm in on the CV. So, um, yeah, five years hard work, but I'd I never regret playing the, the four years before that. I'd never regret that because I think I played probably the best football in my, in my career, uh, that season. You know what I mean? Um, I was just relaxed and, had, uh, great, I've well, got Cindy behind me, my great family, and, uh, it was just nice for me to relax and go and play. And, and I think, obviously, driving to the ground and back an hour also helped for me as well, because it just, I could just digest the game, I could obviously, on the way home and prepare, prepare myself for the game on the way there. Um, and then, obviously, when I step through the door in the evening, um, it was just all about family time so I had my little hour in the car just to relax and chill out and digest the game and if I can see the goal I'll just analyse that and then obviously I said walk through the door and then it's just family time so that was that's probably why I had such a great season
1: you talked about travelling and the hour in the car there. That's just reminded me of a story. Um, was there not an incident with you with car sharing with Kevin Pilkington and you got stuck in traffic
2: trying to get to a game and didn't you get a police escort or something? Yeah, we, we got stop, uh, stopped at Black Cat because there was a massive accident and obviously phoned um, Kevin, the secretary, and said that we're stuck. So we've got, we're not going anywhere. And to be fair, it started moving and then we, we got a police escort from the A6 uh, into... Through, um, through and obviously through into the ground, and everyone looked at us thinking, especially going through Berry Park, everyone was like, Who are these two behind us? Like us in our suits and ties. And, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, we got there, I think we got there about 20 to 3, so I was we got chains and went out. But yeah, that was, that was funny, that was, yeah. No ideal preparation for a match, that one, then. I think it conceded after five minutes as well, if I remember right, <laughs> like. So yeah.
1: Check that one. Yeah, I look back on that. But uh, you talked about conceding there, but your record for that season was the complete reverse because you broke the club record, you know, as a team, but for you as a goalkeeper as well. Twenty-three clean sheets in uh, a league campaign. I mean, that must be something you look back on with real pride.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you know, the hardest one was the last game against Hyde. Um, but obviously, you know, the celebrations, and you know, what I mean, but. Or see for me that game smudge come back, maybe he's come back from his broken leg, you know what I mean? So there is there's all sorts of things that were going on and um and look, we won one 0 you know what I mean? Hyde again, brilliant. They only had a hundred pounds and we filled the whole lot and it was you know what I mean, such a good occasion and I was desperate to do it, you know what I mean? It was it was it was a hot day and I remember the picture of Rock Island to we to be fair we didn't actually play particularly well but we like I said, we, that's how we were. Sometimes we didn't play particularly well, but we could round out the result and we either win 1-0 or drew 0-0. So that was, yeah, it was pleasing. You know I mean, it's the most I've ever had in the league, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it was delighted. And, and to be fair, the gaffer actually said, I'm oh, sorry, John, not called the gaffer, but he said, uh, do, you actually, do you want to play the last game? And, but I think he asked me, uh, Steve McMarty and uh, Griff, if we because obviously we played every single league game, Mm-hmm. Um, and we all just went, yeah, we want to fight. You know what I mean? So we just, and that, that's another good thing. You know I mean, the the people the, the back
1: four in front of me were unbelievable. I mean, tremendous achievement that. Um, uh, so we talked about the promotion back in the the football league, but I think coming up uh, a year or so after that, um, you've you got the opportunity to play against Peterborough in the FA Cup, and um, you put in another starring performance. Um,
2: what was that occasion like for you? Yeah, that was uh that was another mental day because obviously a couple of weeks before the draw came out and the phone again went mental. Um obviously Cindy's family's from Peterborough as well, so we had all our family there, obviously my family come up again, they all sat in the loot inside. You know what I mean there's no um sitting in the Peterborough end and stuff like that. So yeah, it was to be fair, we um we got battered that game. I remember that. that's probably one of the hardest games I've ever played. I think they had 34 shots, if I remember. Um, and we've done well to keep it to 2-0. Um, but, like you said, we went there full of optimism. You know? I mean, we'd like to win the game. Uh, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice occasion. Towards the end of the game, it was nice because, obviously, I was down at London Road then and they were singing and obviously we was singing. So, obviously, it's... It, it, does, it does... Like for me, they're... My, Peter and Luton are my only clubs where well, I've played a lot of games, and to have that respect from the fans as well is brilliant. And you know I mean, I always show my gratitude to the fans, and um because at the end of the day, they pay our wages, and that's you know I mean, they're there to support us, and you know what I mean, we should obviously give our respect back to them and make sure we say thank you every time we play.
0: Yeah, the way shots were coming in that day, I thought you had a bullseye on your chest or something. It was... <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to knock
2: my head off. <laughs> it was but crazy. It was, yeah. Was obviously, even... we're
0: back in the Football League by, the, by this time, Mark. I mean, what was it like, you know, being back in the Football League? You obviously come from the Football League. You've endured those five years that all of us, you know, went through the, the, the agony of the playoff final defeats and um, the joy of the promotion. But being back in the league where you've always belonged, you never belonged in the conference like the club, but... Just what was it like being back in
2: the league? Yeah, it was, you know, I mean, it was league two and the conference. There isn't that much difference because you obviously you got the ex, ex football teams in there. So, um, it was great. You know, I mean, yeah, like you said, I, that's where I played most of my career, but, um, I enjoyed it because it was, yes, it was five years hard work, but that's where Luton belonged in the football league. And I was just so happy. And myself, yes, I'm part of that and I've gotten to the Football League, uh, but more happy for the fans because um, especially the way they've been treated. And you know, I mean, don't get you wrong, know, no one's, no one should be getting 30 points deducted. And you know, that's a long story, but um, it was for, more for the fans, you know. I mean, yes, I, I was, I was like 36 then, I think. So, I mean, yes, it was coming toward me and my career, but. I just it's just a privilege to make sure that we got back into the Football League and one of my goals when I signed just to get Leon back into the Football League where they belonged.
0: And we're back in the league and yet again, you know, just after that Peterborough game, uh, John departs, doesn't he? I think in fact I think the following game against Northampton was his last one. Uh, Nathan Jones comes in. What was your first impressions of him as a coach?
2: To be fair, I played against Nathan when he was at Yogel, so I knew what I didn't realise he'd obviously gone to Brighton, etc. and uh he was a coach there. Um but yeah, he was really thorough, enthusiastic. Um obviously you could see he wanted to do well, he changed a lot of things, um but for the for the good. Um he had his own style of playing and um it was good. I, I really enjoyed it under Nathan. Um, he um, he got us playing quite well. And you know I mean, yes, it, it took time for him to get everything across that season, but, but his season in League Two and League One was unbelievable. You know what I mean? He, he got him the, 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 watching from afar and was, was unbelievable. You know what I mean, the amount of success he had um, for them two seasons.
0: And a few months into his tenure, was the end of your Luton career. How did that come about? Did you kind of see that coming? Was uh, did you see the the writing was on the wall? If I remember rightly, you had a few injuries at the time, didn't you? And um, was it an amicable departure?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, like I said, I was injured. I was coming towards the end of contract. Um, I was thirty nine, so it was and it's just weighing up all them options you know? I mean I was travelling I had a bad the injuries in the back um, which I've always had and, uh, and obviously people come in and offered me the play a coach and, and you know I mean just travelling for seven years yes you it, it does it does great on you after a while because um, if you're not playing you're just driving there training coming back you're not playing the games and Like I said before, before I'm a selfish person where I want to be number one. And if I'm not playing, then I'm not grumpy, but I'm not happy. You know what I mean? I just want to, I want to be playing out in front of the fans and enjoying. Yes, it was an uncle. Um, I've got great respect and a good relationship with Gary Sweet as well on the board. and up in the back a few times and i obviously gone back into the board and chatted. And, you know, it was, there's no, it was, there was nothing in me leaving. It was just a family decision and um, it's the next step for my career. Like me and the player coach and then I see uh, going into cold coaching. Well, we've
1: mentioned a few of your stats, Mark. Obviously, Kevin's just brought up your departure from Luton. It was after 297 competitive appearances, which puts you 24th in the all time table for um, Luton Town players, um, just two behind former England keeper Bernard Stretton. So, if oh, you yes, hadn't so had he... the, the two games against Chester expunged, you'd have been level with, with uh, him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and third, as far as all time goalkeepers are concerned, Ron Bainham leads the way there. Um, but you do have the most clean sheets for any Luton Town goalkeeper. Oh, do no. I? With 119.
2: 119? Oh, really? Wow, that's, that's
1: Although, not a bad stat. Some, some might just query, though. I mean, should it only be 118? Because you did only last eight minutes after starting against Cambridge in January 2016,
2: didn't yeah. you? Yeah, that's just why well, I still started the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I still started the game. <laughs> I've mean, done proud. But I mean,
1: just looking back on that To to have the most number And I think, you know If anybody beats that They're going to have been at the club For years and years So, I mean, just looking back on that As your career And, you know, to have that That number of appearances And that number of clean sheets
2: Yeah, I mean don't uh, I, I do You look back Over your career And where you've been And yes, it would have been nice to stay and get the three hundred. You know, what I mean, if I didn't have that many injuries, etc., I think I would easily. Because I think my first season with Lewin, I missed three months, so them games I could have been nearly three fifty. So, um, but I enjoyed it all. Every single game, the atmosphere, like I said, the fans are brilliant. That's why I joined. I knew the reputation of the fans. Um, I, I remember that I was. <laughs> this is. This this another thing always stuck in my head. The very first game of the conference, we played Wimbledon away, and uh we scored um, a goal in the first half. And I think I was on my 18-yard box, and I turned around, and I saw all the fans in the six-yard box. And I was thinking, oh, my God, what have I come to here? <laughs> and I thought, these lot are absolutely mad. And then I could see why every time I come out from a warm-up or – uh, come out for the second half. The guys up by the tunnel. There was such a good. Yeah, so yeah, I can have so much over with them. And, um, and that's that's why I love playing at Lewin. The fans were unbelievable, home and away. Um, the records, like I said to yeah, you, they're nice. You know, I mean, I didn't realise I had the most clean sheets. So, um, I'm privileged to, that and hopefully it won't get broken but if it does then fair play to whoever does so, but yeah i enjoyed the whole seven years that I was there it was, it was brilliant and The family loved it as well and uh, I think like I said to you earlier I think I, I was playing probably some of the best football um, throughout that seven years You mentioned
0: that you left us for Peterborough where you still are now and the two clubs have met at Kenworth Road a couple of times since one in a sort of lower key checker check-or-trade trophy game, but also in the league last season. Um, I won't remind you of the scoreline or anything, but yeah. you, got a, uh, you got a great reception that day from the fans, and obviously you'd never got the chance to say goodbye to them. So uh, just how special was it, you know, the reception that the fans gave you? You're always popular, you're always going to get that great reception, but just what did it mean when it actually came along?
2: Yeah, it was brilliant. You know what I mean? Like I said, the, the guys at the Tunnel, they're, they're, they are special people. I mean, they're brilliant. They're, they're always singing and they never stop singing. Even if when the, if the team's losing, you know what I mean? They're the ones that give you up. And It was nice. Um, along the game, we were, we were battering you until Taff got sent off. <laughs> and then, um, uh, which is unlucky to be fair. is was never sending off, but you know what I mean? But you can see the class of your team. I mean that year, uh, James Collins ran ragged. Um, but yeah, it was great to come back and uh, get a good reception. You know I mean, I'll, I mean, I was tempted not to wave because obviously that's a little joke that we had. But I thought I'd better just go. Thanks, my like, clapping. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it was, it was nice. You know and I mean, it, it just shows that, like, like I said, we've had a, I have a good rapport with the band, and uh, I never say a bad word about them.
0: Can tell you, we sat next to Steve Evans that afternoon because uh, we all thought it was a clear sending off, and uh, <laughs>
2: the
0: game ourselves.
2: <laughs> yeah, luckily, lucky Steve was in the uh, in the stand with the chairman, and then me and Rains were on the touchline, so it was quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're
0: at Peterbury You're um, working with the goalkeepers. I mean, um, what's the long term ambition, Mark? Is management on the radar?
2: No, um, I like what I'm doing at the moment. Um, I like, obviously, especially with the young kids as well, they you know, I mean, we've, we just recently had our youth team keeper been promoted and he got his first professional contract this year. So that was pleasing because obviously he's been with us for two years, um, training and done really well. And it's just nice to see the, uh, the roll on effect through the academy as well. So, um, I take them as well. Um, but, I don't be wrong i see obviously i've had so many managers over over my career um i look at darren now um how calm he is and then you see something like nathan's the total opposite he's like he's energetic and he's on the touchline he's shouting and uh hollering and you know i mean getting encouraging the team and that um but no I'm, i'm quite happy what i'm doing um Hopefully in the near future, I'll be, I'll do my own academy, um, the goalkeepers, um, I've just, I've spoken it, that could be in the pipeline, uh, in the next year or so. So, um, but yeah, just probably stay as a goalkeeper coach, but get as many qualifications as possible.
0: Darren Ferguson must have had as many spells at Peterborough as McArthur's had at Luton. I think they must be in some sort of competition now with yeah, each other back. Yeah. I mean, speaking of returns and things, you obviously keep a close eye on Luton. I can get that from what you've been saying. And obviously, Nathan Jones has returned to Luton recently. Was you surprised at that?
2: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was actually because, um, I keep in touch with the physio Simon Parcel, uh, quite a bit. So he, because he, he, uh, he likes talking about the Posh and obviously I talk about Luton. So we have a good band up between us. And, uh, I was surprised, but, if you look outside of football, there aren't that many managers about at the moment um, that will, because obviously, especially in the climate at the moment, um, if you get a high-profile manager, you got to pay the money, and obviously, with like I said, the climate and the way things are at the moment, it was, Nathan probably just wanted to get back into football and. Um, it's a good fit for me, to be honest. You know, I mean, yes, he, he left in a, um, in what dubious circumstances, but um, I'm hoping that the fans will give him, you know I mean, or just put that over their head. And, you know I mean, he's got nine hard games. You know I mean, it's such, he's got it's, it's nine cup finals to try and get out of the relegation zone. You know what I mean? So, uh, fingers crossed, Nathan's worked is magic over the last, what, well, Three four weeks, you know what I mean, um, and then obviously ready to kick on for the first game. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good fit for Luton, and hopefully, like I said, fingers crossed, he'll he'll get them out or get yourselves out of the relegation zone.
0: I mean, you mentioned earlier you spent seven years at Luton. Just give us a couple of sentences on what those seven years mean to you and how fondly you remember them.
2: Um, first of all, proud of getting Luton back into. The football league, um, it was an honour to play for them. Um, but the season we went up was spectacular. You know I mean? It was out of this world. It was just phenomenal. It was brilliant. It was something I could go on forever about that season. But overall, um, I'm proud to play for Limsa. You're the best goalkeeper I've
0: seen between the sticks at Luton, and the statistics that Simon gave fully back that up. And it's been fantastic to uh, reminisce on your Luton career over the last hour or so. Thanks again for giving us your time, and we wish you all the best with Peterborough next season and the future for your career. And we'll keep an eye out for your academy and I'm sure it'll be a great success.
1: Cheers, Kevin, top man. That's brilliant, Mark. Thanks very much. No worries, mate. Nice to see you. Great to see you too. Cheers, Mark. No worries. See you later. Best wishes to the family. Cheers, mate, and you.
2: Take care. All right. Thanks again. See you later. Cheers.